Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Sean McIndoe is a hockey writer over at The Athletic. You might follow him on Twitter. He's at Down Goes Brown. Sean, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thrilled to have you on. So let's start with your article that you wrote recently. Uh, you, you power rated some of the best and the worst teams in the league right now. And the Blues had a special uh, feature in your story on whether or not it is time to hit the panic button now for this team. For the listeners that have not read the piece, Sean, where do you fall on this Blues team right now? Is it time to reach for that panic button? Yeah, I mean, that was the basic conclusion that I came to, was that the team itself says, no, it's not time to panic quite yet. Uh, but that's what teams always say. That's that's their uh, the go-to answer. That's what you expect them to say. It doesn't do them any good to uh, uh, to say anything else. For the rest of us, especially somebody like me who's watching this team from the outside, uh, yeah, I think we got to be pretty close to that point because this was a team that a lot of us looked at going into the season saying, okay, you know what? Uh, we got to figure out where they're going to land in the playoff seating and who they're going to play because we already know that they've got the spot wrapped up. When you looked at how that West Division was laid out, uh, I mean, they, all they got to do is beat one of probably Arizona or Minnesota to make the playoffs. That shouldn't be any problem, even if things go bad. Who are they going to play? Are they going to have to go through Colorado and Vegas? Can they finish first and skip those? That was what we were thinking of. And then suddenly, you know, at least for, for those of us who, who aren't watching it day-to-day necessarily, uh, you look at the standings and you go, wait a second, these guys are in trouble. Sean, how does it get fixed then? I mean, a lot of us here in St. Louis, we've talked about how the injuries have taken such a toll, but pretty much all of the guys have come back except for Colton Pareko and Ivan Barbashev, other than uh, Oscar Sundquist, who's done for the rest of the season. When you get Pareko back, maybe that fixes some issues, but uh, where does this team go from here if you're Doug Armstrong? Yeah, I mean, you do look at that. I mean, Pareko, is that, that's a real big piece, so uh, obviously... Every team has injuries, every team is missing guys, but that's a big one to miss, and and, uh, I think it's fair to expect that you're going to be better when he gets back. Vladimir Tarasenko, a guy that I mentioned in in the piece, hasn't really been productive yet, but the the kind of injury he's coming back from, you don't expect a guy to drop right in the lineup and just be at 100% uh, full gear. Maybe it takes a little bit of time. Uh, But yeah, from there, you you just kind of look around and go, okay, what else is it that's going to help, that's going to boost this team over the top? And certainly... When you're talking about the St. Louis Blues, we all remember what happened two years ago. We remember dead last place in the entire league midway through the season, and we know how that turned out. Uh, So that's another good reason not to panic. It's a reason why the guys in that locker room, the coaching staff and everybody, they can all look around and say, okay, 
We've been here before. In fact, we've been worse than here before, and we know that we've got the right people here to turn it around. Um, but at some point, guys have to start doing it. Goaltending has to be better. That's always an issue whenever you look at a team that's slumping. Uh, and, and then maybe from there you look at Doug Armstrong and you say, okay, are, are there reinforcements out there that might be on the way in? Sean, one thing that we've been looking towards now is we're about two weeks away from the trade deadline is what players could be out there that can maybe help this team if they wanted to make a deal at the deadline. And the thing that we've been looking for is, hey, is there any big right-handed defenseman that could come in and just stand in front of the net and defend the hell out of it for the Blues? Is there anybody that comes to mind that maybe you think could become available that kind of fits that kind of a criteria? Well, I mean, get in line if if that's the sort of guy you're looking for. Because unfortunately, the uh, that is uh, that's the sort of asset that uh, pretty much everybody out there is. It always seems to be looking for, and uh, it, it's it. There's not a lot of those guys available because most of the teams that are struggling don't have those guys, and most of the teams that have those guys are are the ones that are looking to add. So, uh, you know, there's not really any. Obvious names that jump to my mind as far as a guy that's going to come in and, and be a real big impact guy, be that top line, uh, you know, guy who's, who's, who's going to drop right in there. Uh, maybe that's not what you need. Maybe it's more of the hard-nosed veteran sort of guy who knows his role and can, can just go out there and, like you say, plan himself in front of the net and, and make life difficult. Um, the, the good news is Doug Armstrong knows how to handle this situation. He's He's been here before. We've seen him make moves before. Uh, he's been a GM for a long time, and, and I tend to, anyone that's read my stuff knows I tend to rag on the GMs quite a lot because a lot of them in this league are, are very timid. They don't like to make big moves. Uh, Doug Armstrong's guy who's willing to do it. So I, certainly if that guy's out there, uh, I would uh, I, I would have at least some faith in Doug Armstrong to go out and find him and find out what the price is, and then you got to figure out are we willing to pay that price? Because, like I say, it is going to be a seller's market for that particular type of player, I would imagine. What about it? We've talked a lot about Mike Hoffman over the last couple of days. He was a healthy scratch for the Blues on Sunday, and we we don't know what the future is going to hold for him. They might just keep him here, but if the Blues did make Mike Hoffman available. Do you think they could get anything appealing in return, whether it be a hockey trade or just a draft pick for him? Yeah, I, I think in that situation it maybe does become a hockey trade uh, scenario, and that's not something we see a lot this type of year. But uh, Mike Hoffman, I mean, he's such an interesting player. I'm here in Ottawa, so I got to see Mike Hoffman quite a lot early on in his career. And he was always, even with Ottawa, he was one of those guys you looked at and said, this guy's underrated. All he does is score. Everywhere he goes, he just keeps scoring goals and uh, did it in Florida too. And, and his situation, obviously, in free agency, where you kept waiting for him to sign, uh, not necessarily a monster contract somewhere, but something with a a little bit of term and, and a little bit of a cap hit never really happened. And then when he drops in in St. Louis, you go, okay, that's a great fit. That that's that's a team that's looking to win right now. Go ahead and add a piece like that. And so far, doesn't seem to be working. There is still time, and you know we've seen lots of guys around the league get benched and scratched this year. And, and in some cases, it's the beginning of the end, and in some cases, they turn it around. So I'm not I'm not saying that the Mike Hoffman era is necessarily done. And maybe you do hold on to him and just say. We're going to need some scoring depth at the very least going into the playoffs if we get that far. But if you could move him, I don't think anyone's lining up to give you a high pick, but I could be a scenario where either, like you say, you can make a hockey trade with some team that's got a little bit of extra somewhere else and is looking for that scoring punch, or maybe you get a pick or a prospect that's not all that impressive and not really something that moves the needle for you right now, but maybe that allows you to flip either that asset or something else 
in a different deal and add that way. You know, that's another way that you can do it, kind of make the deal in, in a couple of different parts with a couple of different teams. And again, if I'm thinking this stuff, I'm sure Doug Armstrong is too, and he's probably miles ahead of me. Sean, uh, us in the hockey world, we saw Elliot Friedman kind of set the world on fire, fire a couple of days ago talking about Taylor Hall connecting to the St. Louis Blues. Do you see any scenario where that works itself out, and do you think he would even be a good fit for Doug Armstrong's team? I mean, the, the question right now with Taylor Hall is if, if he's a good fit pretty much anywhere because yeah. this has been, just been such a rotten season for him. And look, uh, you know, I, I like Taylor Hall. Uh, I've been a fan of his for a while. And when you look at some of the underlying numbers, and I know not everyone's into that sort of thing, but if, you're, if you look at some of the analytics and, and some of those numbers, it suggests that Taylor Hall has been better this year than the numbers would indicate. This isn't a guy who's a two-goal scorer as far as how he's performing on the ice. At the end of the day, the numbers are the bottom line, and, and he hasn't produced in Buffalo, but nobody has produced in Buffalo. And, and if anybody would know that you sometimes you pull a guy out of Buffalo, sometimes you get a renewed version of that guy, that would be the St. Louis Blues because they, they made that deal with Ryan O'Reilly a couple years ago, and it ended up being a turning point for the franchise. Uh, could could they could that, that magic strike again uh, with the Buffalo Sabres? I think it's worth a shot. I think this is a guy where the good news as far as his numbers being as poor as they are this year, that's going to mean uh, that he's going to be available at a price that nobody would have expected earlier on. If he was performing like Taylor Hall, then you're you're looking at a top pick, a top prospect, all sorts of stuff that you're going to have to give up to get a guy like that. He isn't performing that way, which means suddenly the price starts coming down. It could be available. That that could be a really good fit somewhere where he goes and suddenly the bounces start evening out. He gets, he shakes off whatever that bad mojo is that's that's uh, covering everyone on the Sabers. He could really turn into a big asset and a, and a big ad. Uh, at the deadline for a team, especially a team like St. Louis, where the scoring isn't really there. Does he fit into the lineup? Is he the ideal guy? If you've only got the assets to make one acquisition, is he the guy you want? I'm not necessarily convinced, but I am picking up the phone and I'm calling Kevin Adams in Buffalo saying, well, what's the deal with this guy? What's the asking price looking like? Sean McIndoe of The Athletic joining us here on 101 ESPN. Sean, final question that I've got for you. As much as we talk about what's plaguing the Blues right now and what's gone into some of these struggles I think the thing that's so frustrating as a Blues fan is you look uh, from the outside and Colorado has figured things out and Vegas is still playing at such an incredibly high level. Are those two teams just so clear cut, the two best teams in the West Division right now, that even if the Blues do get back on track, it's hard to imagine a scenario where they could take one of them down in the playoffs? You know, it's a really tough path out of that division. I've got both uh, Vegas and Colorado ranked in my top three in my power rankings, and that that's my top three picks to go on and win the Stanley Cup. So, uh, I mean, that, it's a really big ask. Uh, but is it too much of one? No, I don't think it is, and I say that because this is the modern-day NHL. It is all about parity. It is all about teams being real close to each other, and we see upsets every year, and, and we see some big upsets, and we see some medium-sized ones, and every year there's some team that makes its way out into the final four where you go, well, I didn't have them on my list, but I, yeah, I guess it makes sense. And if I'm the St. Louis Blues, I'm going, you know what, it's going to be a steep hill. It's going to be a big climb, no doubt. But we won the Stanley Cup two years ago. When we're 
on our game, we're a real good team, too. we got a room full of guys with Stanley Cup rings uh, that some of those guys on those other teams don't have. Uh, yeah, let's take our shot. At the very least, we've earned the right to take a shot at those guys. And you know what? If we get beat, we get beat, and we'll tip our cap to them. But I, I don't think that this is a scenario where uh, if you're Doug Armstrong or you're the St. Louis Blues that you're saying, you know what, it's too tough, the path is too tough, this isn't the year to do it, we'll, we'll try again another year. Uh, I think you've got to give these guys the opportunity, and you've got to understand that in today's NHL, uh, even the big upsets happen fairly frequently, and, and maybe they're not as big an upset as we think they are. About to hit the best part of the hockey season. It's the stretch run going into the postseason, and none better covering it than uh, Sean McIndoe of The Athletic. He's also the co-host of the Puck Soup podcast with our guy Greg Wyshynski, so make sure you give that a follow. Sean, thank you so much, my man. Appreciate the time and look forward to talking to you once we hit postseason. Right on. Thanks, guys.